Welcome back to the podcast. Yo. I'm your host, Mr. Madeover. I think I'm the co-host. She is, Mrs. Madeover. I'm going to do her <laughs> intro for her, too. What? Yes, thank the Lord for uh, help. He's been so good. Um, Today, man. I, I wanna... am Mrs. Madeover. She is Mrs. Madeover. And today, today. Um, um, I'm dealing with some issues, honestly. Uh, I'm trying to do the whole bulking thing. I find myself in like aisles that I'm not supposed to be in. But what is bulking, honey? Because they might not even know what that means. <sighs> you sound a country right there. But uh, bulking. Because <laughs> I am I'm from the country, man. It's basically putting on more muscle mass. Well, sometimes, it, which means you're taking in a higher calorie deficit. I sound like a trainer right there. Deficit? That means. That ain't the right word. I'm sure it's a deficit. Calorie deficit. Bigsby. What's what's the meaning of de- uh deficit? We're not sponsored by Bigsby. I didn't understand that. Let's see. Uh, here we go. But I'm taking in more calories, so I'm trying to count my macros. You are talking all this stuff. These people are gonna be like, what? Listen, macros is how many calories no, you take. No, deficit. In. Deficit means it's too small. Calorie. Yeah, counting my calorie deficits. Calorie deficit. According to Fat Count. A calorie deficit is created when you intake less food energy than your body requires. Told you! In that state, your body draws in your fat stores to burn the extra energy it needs, resulting in weight loss. Thank you! So, I've been cal- <laughs> tracking my calories, man. And uh, I'm just like, in. it's funny because I'm not really a, um, I'm not really a big eater, but I can be a big eater. Eat all the time. Uh, I will die if I don't. <laughs> so <laughs> you will not. Die. You can go days starvation. Before. You know. You eat. You can go days without food. It's the water that you need. Calorie deficit. <laughs> like that was in Walmart today. So I'm like, okay, bet. My wife said, get some plates. Bet get some plates. Plus, I needed something to hang up. Say, you know, my light stuff in in the uh, studio. So I'm like, eh, as I'm, ch- and, you know, they always get you in the check. Watch that checkout aisle, please. Watch the checkout aisle. You want some big Walmart? Yeah, why don't I go to the little one? Um, cause I know the little one don't have stuff to hang up stuff. They just got you know miniature stuff. But um, I'm just looking at all kinds of pies. Y'all, y'all, y'all keep me in prayer. That guy in little. That's basically what it is. But uh. All kinds of pies and like, <laughs> like the calorie. But I mean, but the calorie on it though. Okay, it was four hundred and something calories. Four hundred ninety to be exact. That's good cal. I mean, that's bad calories. I'm not gonna lie. That's, that's so bad horrible. calories, yeah. And y'all, he's sitting over there. He, this how he laid back. This is, this is kind of good. 
That's what's up. But I'm still on this Balkan stage. Um, I still have been working out every day. Matter of fact, I still got to work out before we for this night in. But we'll see. I'm, I'm still getting it. Right I'm still on track. Um, the body's doing tremendous. Um, I'm feeling good. You know, um, what? But who are you? <laughs> That's a good question. So who am I? That's what we're talking about. You're talking about like weight loss stuff. But who are you? Well, <laughs> I'm glad you asked. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about who am I? Not who are you or, or who am I. I? It's more of like a self-check. Because honestly, um, we have to get to the stage where we, I mean, where we ask ourselves, like, who am I? Like, what is your identity? That's a question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was talking to y'all. Um, so who am I? What is my identity? Yeah. That's easy. I am a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a teacher. I'm a friend. I'm a daughter. I'm a granddaughter. That's what you mean? I'm talking about like, what's your identity? Oh, like me. As a person. As an individual. If if I remove, come on now, I feel my head. If, I mean, no, sorry, don't. If if I remove you as a mother, you as a daughter, you as a sister, you as everything around you from your career. I mean, if I stripped you, if I stripped you down bare, who would you be? That's the question. You 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 trying to peel back layers today, huh? That's the only, that's the only way we get to the root, baby. That's the Shit. only way we get to the root. Shifting my chair a little bit. Mm. So, if you peel back all layers, who am I? Where do I derive from, basically? What defines you, like? Or would you like me to just? Take the lead on this dance. <laughs> dance, dance. No. Um, if I go back. Back. Good place to start. Back. So starting out, um, who am I? Who, if you were to peel the layers back of me. Um, I heard, can I quote somebody I heard? Yeah. Oh, okay. As long as you give them their props. Yeah. So um not a stealing. the the woman thou art loose twenty twenty virtual conference. Um I think it was the opening, and Bishop Jakes said that it is not the beauty, like, you know, I'm cute right now. It's not this that propels me forward. Mm -hmm. It's the beast. That is. I I caught the, yeah, I you caught, caught the tail, the tail end yeah, of that. You were getting ready to leave out. I swear I couldn't listen to it because I'm not a woman. And not thou loose stuff. No, it was real good. So when I think about that in those terms, there's always 
a multifaceted part. So if I go back to, if I take this beauty away mm-hmm. and some of the things that define me was I came from a single parent home for the most part. Um, I witnessed divorce. Mm-hmm. Not so nice divorce, I'll say that. Um, I had, sorry, daddy, but I had, <laughs> sorry, daddy. That's all I can say. Um, you, you put your people out there. I am. They're going to get, come for get you. me. But um, my father was incarcerated. So I grew up having to visit him in that arena. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that started to automatically shape me. Um, and then there were some obstacles just trying to be able to get to know my father's side of the family from the man my mom had married. And so from that frame of everything I had gone through and everything I had experienced, that began to form me as a young girl, Mm -hmm. as a preteen and as a teenager and just started to frame my mindset. So I come from brokenness. I come from depression. I come from um, low self-esteem and being the child or the kid. Let's let, let's talk about the low self-esteem. Okay. Because I know a lot of people deal with that. I've, I've dealt with that. <laughs> I know it's hard to tell um, um, But... You were basically like a like a, a teen heartthrob. Who me? You know, you were the cheerleader. <laughs> you know, you were what the you know prom queen. Um, yeah. You were all these accolades like that. A lot of that. A lot of young ladies yeah. wish they can even be yeah. in that type of category. I know a lot of women who. Who used to want to be um, cheerleaders? Yeah, cheerleaders rode together like packs, and then you know, and they were they were, they were always they were, they were always cute. I was, you know, um, for for the most part, it I always felt like if you was a cheerleader, you know, like you had eyes on you regardless of the situation. Yeah, um, everybody wanted to date a cheerleader. <laughs> But I married one. But at the listen, either way, whether you cheer like that's it like was an NBA. In my heart, but that was like an NBA rhythm. dude to say. <laughs> I, I was only in in the NBA for one day. One you, day. you were still an I NBA tried player. Out, that's it. But um, you were basically like the, compared to a lot of people, you're the cutest of the cutest. But to hear that you say that you were broken. Yeah, you were um, basically shattered as a as a young as a young person. Yeah. So go. speak to the 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 person that is cute, and it's like to me, it's like how would you feel broken? It's like because you're cute. Oh, I mean, man. you're gorgeous. I mean, you and you said you had low self esteem. Did you have oh, low yeah. self esteem, or was that? Yeah, no, I did. Um, ooh. <sighs> I don't even know where to start with that. I'll just go from, I just remember being, um, I remember when 
I can't even, I was younger and I remember being, I was chunky. <laughs> I went through my phase where I was very slim, like our oldest daughter. And I was just literally straight up and down. And then at some point somewhere um, at about mm, between, I want to say seven and 10, if I can give a range, um, I started to hold pick up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. How, how, how old is my daughter? She's seven. Oh, I gotta she see. Can't eat like that. But yeah, I started picking up weight between, and I'm just kind of estimating those years. Um, and I started picking up weight, and so, so um, being the chunky friend, uh, it just kind of, or a chunky friend and the the chunky <laughs> um, cousin, it just kind of had things festering up within me um, because I could not tell anyone how I was being treated what was going through my mind at that time because I was an only child and I really didn't trust anyone with um, that information, those feelings. So uh, fast forward beyond that, uh, I remember walking down the street and some cousins that um, I'm going to call them extended cousins because they were on my ex stepdad side and they would call me Miss Piggy because mm. I was light skinned you know, my mom always had my hair up in big ponytail with a big bow in the front. Ain't like skin. Man, hush! And so that's. <laughs> you could. That's some weird names down here. You don't even so go together. That was tough. So anyway, that was how like I would be walking home from school and they'd be behind me, Miss Piggy, Miss Piggy, they go Miss Piggy, y'all. It was just like really. So I went through that bout of depression for a very long time. I did not come up out of it. So you picked on and bullied. Oh yeah, right. yeah. That was that was just the beginning. Like that wasn't even like the yeah. That was just the beginning of it. So you would say that because we we'll go on and on. Yeah, part of your childhood is what shaped a lot of your adult. Oh yeah, it uh, and that's where I wanted to get to. Yeah, that's where I wanted to tackle um who am i and i think a lot of times we don't go back into our childhood and see mm-hmm. what has defined us as an adult right and i think that um we live for a lot of puppet a lot of other people's mm-hmm. puppet shows oh yes all the time and i think that in like we basically put them as god over our lives if you pay mm-hmm. attention to it, because anything that they said go and it went and it stuck. Mm-hmm. And then it formed us into mm-hmm. an image mentally. Cause I feel like if you get anybody's heart or mental, you can control them. It's easy. But I know for me, it wasn't only the mental cause it started then coming out on the outside. Yeah. So by high school, physical wise, ninth grade year, it was that's when I really became the hot commodity, um, as so to speak. Because then I went through this phase where, right before my freshman year, I had shredded all that weight, not the right way either. Like I, I, I did not eat like I was supposed to, and different mm-hmm. things like so, that. Let's so talk, let's uh, hold up before you run over that speed bump. Because I believe people need to understand that um, 
just because the outside look good mm-hmm. doesn't mean that the inside is right. okay. A lot of time, the outside looks very good and it looks appealing. Right. But the but inside, inside is yeah. so destroyed and right. it's so wrecked. And I think a lot of, a lot of, I'm going to say a lot of people because men deal with it too. Um, we're just more prone to dive into something else, you know, mm-hmm. like drugs or, yeah. or, or different stuff like that. But I think women, they internalize it right. so much and they feel like they have to keep up this appearance mm-hmm. because they don't want to go back to, as you would say, Miss Piggy. Right. I had no problem, Miss Piggy. I thought Miss Piggy was fine. You didn't even make me as Miss Piggy. I'm not. I'm, 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 I'm talking about Muppets, you know. Oh, like you know, I thought Miss Piggy was fine. You know, wasn't nothing wrong with her, you know. But she was cute. But I'm that type of person. Like looks for me, it, it's it's fine. And you know, don't get me wrong. My wife is she. She fine. But you know, like I know a person can look good, mm-hmm. but treat you like hell. Mm-hmm. But treat you like any type of any type of um disrespect, mm-hmm. no regard. And a lot of times people do that because they're broken inside. Mm-hmm. Hurt people. Hurt people. Hurt people. So and I, I I want you to speak from that vein of, you know, you say you was a hot commodity. Mm-hmm. But you was a hot commodity on the outside, inside, but you was a wreck ship on the inside. On the inside, yeah, I was. Um, and so, being in that moment, because the town that I'm from, we all went to school from pretty much kinder through high school. Mm-hmm. So we knew each other. Um, it was only four high schools. So you knew if you stayed on one side of town, everybody was going to feed into that same high school. So a lot of these people I had seen all my life. Um, and so high school became the good, the bad, mm. the bad, the bad, the ugly, the real ugly. Yeah. Um, and so I lost all of that weight, but then there was still a piece of me missing because, you know, high school is when you really kind of start developing. And so then I was the under, I was the slim friend, but then I was undeveloped. So it's always something. So it was kind of like, man, <laughs> what can I do to live up to the girls that I'm running with? Right. Because they were out more shapely than me. So then it became the comparison game. So then it was like, all right, so what do I need to do to at least maintain, you know, this weight? So on the outside, I was slim. Mm-hmm. I was wearing um revealing clothes. Um and then I developed the motto, okay, if my arms or my top half is out, then my bottom, you know, I would wear bottoms that were longer, wow. you know, pants. Or if I wore a skirt, then my arms. So it's kind of like that to just now gain this new persona. And so I went through that for, I think, about two years. Um, this is in high school? This is high school. And uh, I, revealed to my mo- I revealed to my mama the other day she was playing through some music and uh, she was like what's this and I was like no nah, you don't want to listen to that song and she was like you know that I like mm-hmm so because that's what I used to listen to to go to school I used to listen to hardcore rap fight Lil John to amp myself up because I hated it like most people were like I love high school no I hated it like what here I am what did you, what did you hate like, like here I am having to 
pretend to be cute. I got my hair cut. Like I did all these outside things, but inside I was angry. Inside I was frustrated. Inside I was still broken and shattered and could not the figure out who I was. And so I wasn't and how I stayed, I'll say looking healthy on the outside is because behind closed doors I was barely eating. Mm. Um, I remember going through in the, in the fall time around this time of the year, actually to keep my weight down because it was football season. I would go on a grapefruit, peppermint and popcorn diet. And so I would, that's all I would eat. You die. That's death. Well, that's what I was eating. And that is what was keeping me slim. But let me ask you this, like. What were you trying to live up to at a young age? Like, it was society, like it was still, it was peer pressure then. The same thing that we have now, we had it back then. It's just magnified now because we have like media and the kids are able to get their hands on so many digital platforms. But back then it was the same stuff, right. except it was in the flesh. Like my pressure came from those people in the flesh. So if I had a friend that was, top heavy and I wasn't and I knew that was the thing it was like okay well, what can I do to, to kind of get there which you know so it was still the comparison and the peer pressure and the societal views but it was just in the flesh so would you say that you were lost in 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 somebody else's identity oh yeah like I I needed to in my mind I needed to I hadn't you I mean, you got to think about it. I had no sisters. I had um, no one to say that this isn't, you know, the right way to go about it or to, to sit sit me down and talk to me about it. So a lot of times I would journal um, and then it still didn't help. So it was like the only thing I knew now is now I'm just mad at the world <laughs> because here I am trying to figure out how to get over this, how to keep from gaining weight, how to run in the circle. Because, I mean, we're in high school now. So people that I was friends with all my life, like we were hopping circle, you know, like I went from being popular and out there and doing those different things to like, I became hated by people that I had grew up with. So you dog if you do. Dog if you don't. You dog if you do. Dog if you don't. And um, that's the thing that I think I think one thing I do want to talk about going through all of that. It's not like I'm interviewing you. Mm -hmm. um, but because I want you to speak to cause I know I, women deal with this. Girls deal with this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, like and I know and. I'm saying this because I watched the movie uh, 13 Reasons. I, you watched it? The what, what, the first season. Oh. I haven't did the other season because the first season to me was just like. I didn't watch it. It was so crazy for me. But um, it showed a woman in high school mm -hmm. dealing with the same things yeah. that you dealt with. Yeah. But. Her thing is she had no way out. Yeah. She had no friends to, no true friends right. to really coach her through life or tell you, her, you know, about the different things in life. So what I'm saying is at 
at that point, you made it out of that life. But it was a struggle to come out because, like, I get I ne- that. Yeah, like, I but never, what I'm saying yeah, is for the- this that even though the the, the struggle was real, mm-hmm. I want you to speak to the women that or girl, young mm-hmm. ladies who yet deal with that. I mean, because you the, these are women. I mean, the, these are girls that you teach. Right. These are girls that you come across daily, mm-hmm. and you see it all the time. I know for me. I, you know, I always tell my uh, my young girls that, you know, no matter what you have on, you know, sometimes they're coming like, mm-hmm. Daddy, am I cute with this hat on? Mm-hmm. Maybe you you, you, you <laughs> cute without do. that hat on. Like, I, I don't care. Yeah. You are a princess and you are Regardless. gorgeous. Right. And I think we don't have that enough. I was just going to say that. We won't have enough of that, you know, reassurance. Like, yeah. I'm sure if... You had reassurance from, you know, your 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 father or yeah. whoever was in your life right. to tell you that, listen, like, you're beautiful regardless of the and, situation. And my dad, like, even though, because this was a, a huge, I met my dad at 13. And so that was pre, that was like right at teenagers. So it's still trying to build that relationship and so that's what I lack so much is I lack somebody saying you're beautiful everything that you just said you're beautiful you're a princess you're this you're that I didn't start getting that until I was already a teenager mm. by that time so much had gone on and so much had happened to where it was almost it was too late to be saying it now because it was kind of like you're trying to catch up and then wipe away everything that was going on and so to the girls that I teach or the girls that I come in contact with, a lot of times it's pick who your friends are. Mm-hmm. Be okay if you're if you have on I wore hand-me-downs. And so a lot of the kids, you know, like I said, and my hand-me-downs didn't come from siblings. My hand-me-downs came from cousins. My hand-me-downs, I wore some of my mama's clothes because I was like big enough at a young age to be able to fit some of my mama's clothes. So a lot of those things, and that's how I relate to the kids. Okay, mm-hmm. so what? It's a hand-me-down. Is it in good condition? All right, you got clothes on your back? Then that's that's what matters. But being able to talk to them at the, I know your friend may have this, or and you don't have that, but the bigger picture is you still have clothes, you still mm-hmm. have shoes. So I push more of the look at yourself and be okay to be different and to stand apart. I honestly tell people dare to be different. Yeah. I like I dare you to be different and see how much it'll change your life. So I know for but me, because my, well, well, you know, mine yeah. is short, Yeah, you know, because I think for me, like I had siblings, like mm-hmm. my older brother was always labeled the gorgeous one, you know, and I was just the one that was like left out. I, I used to look in the mirror and call myself the ugly duckling. And I will always like downplay myself, like and and I remember um, dating a, a, a this uh, this girl, you know, you know. But I remember dating her. <laughs> it was had flashback. Please don't. But um, and I loved this girl. To, I thought I did, and I and I probably did because I, you know, for me, I always led with my heart. Regardless of the situation, I always love my heart. And I remember being on three-way. This is when three-way was popular back then. <laughs> um, but I remember 
she was talking to my best friend and I remember her saying, I kind of wish I never told him that I loved him. And that right there, when I tell you, shattered my whole world. I felt like life was over. But I remember going through that and feeling so shattered, so wrecked at a young age. And, and, and it was hard for me to bounce back from that. And I know the power of at a young kid. That's why I think a lot of stuff happened to a lot of people at a young mm-hmm. age. It's like if I derail them at this young age, yeah. it'd be difficult for them to, to get out back. of this as an adult. And that, I think a lot of times that's what you're seeing. That's what the identity is. Mm-hmm. That's that's who you are. You you are shaped in you know being not accepted. Mm-hmm. You're accepted. I mean, you're shaped in. Um, trying to live up to what society is, man, and and it's just. It's I think for like you have to speak to the point of like, like, how did you get out of that, or did you get out of it? I did not. <laughs> that's the that's the key. Yeah, that's the key. Um, I struggled after that for years. Most of it became the self image. Most of it became the low self-esteem I fought with still still to some extent now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's easier to deal with because now I can go back and I can identify like this is kind of what got me here or these were my, my triggers. Um, but it's something that I, I'm not going to say I, I'll never get over it or never. Like um, it just is something that has shaped me and then in a, in a, in some sense I learned to embrace it but not embrace it to be stuck in that spot mm-hmm. or stuck in that mentality of like I still I used to like the eating thing I still my eating habits are still all over the place just depends but I know how to now check myself and realize where I am but that is because I had to get to a point where I said pretty much enough is enough. And so I detached myself from. At what age were you when you did this now? Like, were you still in high school? Like, no, I were was you? Adult, like, now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, I struggled. You know, my biggest struggle was. I My biggest struggle was, I think, after I had Nicole. Wow. Um, because it was like, ooh, second child, we married, we really hadn't had enough time, and then I, I couldn't get over that weight. Like, I couldn't, like, I had lost, like, it was easy to lose the weight with, with our first. Mm-hmm. But then the second, that's when I realized, like, ooh, I'm back in, I'm back in Miss Piggy phase. Because I just, it, it was just hard to shake it. Um, for many reasons. Uh, and so I'm now just starting to come out of, I'm going to be honest when I just made the decision, COVID Mm. realm to do something about the weight that I have been carrying for what, three and a half years. That was when it was like, okay, I got to go back to what is going to make me happy what is going to get me back to thinking positive about myself because I had gained so much weight and I did not feel like myself and so all it did is as an adult and being 
heavy set. Every time I sit on a scale, it reminded me of when I was younger and I was heavy set. But as an adult, it was just kind of like I wasn't going anywhere. So I didn't have people to tease me. But I, in my mind, I was teasing myself. Mm. Or I was talking about myself because I would try on clothes. You know, I would try on clothes and be like, ooh, look at my stomach and da da da. And so I was doing what I had been done to me. I hate that, man. Like, so it was just, just recently to where confidence had built enough to where I can sit here right now and say, I am not the Miss Piggy back then. I wasn't that after I had our second child, but. Because I'm older, it's taking time. And so I'm now going about it in a healthier way mm -hmm. than before. So so your shift happened in 2020. Yeah, my shift just, like, I'm so recent with, with Now, you got to think, like, she just gave a story of back when she was young, a child. Right. And just now. Just recent. And 2020, you said, you know something, enough is enough. Right. And you carried over the same teasings right. from other people and, it, and you it, do it to yourself. I did it to myself. And this was despite the fact of you saying, baby, you're beautiful, but you're okay, honey, you're this, that, and that. Like, that was despite that because you got to think, now you are the man in my life and now you are, excuse me, pouring all these things into me. But it's almost like having to fill up... <laughs> Because I didn't get it enough then. So I had to learn to take what you were saying and be like, no, he's really for real. Like, seriously. And so that I started to accept what you were saying. And because I started to accept what you were saying, then it was kind of like, I need to now believe what he's saying. So no matter if I'm big, I'm small, if society says that, you know, I'm supposed to be... I think the chart is 135 for my height and my age. But that 135, like, you can see collarbone. Like, you can see my collarbone. Like, I was able to stick my hand down in there. So, it's society is saying one thing. And this is something I teach my students. Forget about what society has said. Yes, it is so easy to fall into those realms. And it's difficult now. But I have a husband who keeps me off of regular TV. <laughs> And then having a movie background, when you say people have been airbrushed and people have been this, that, and the other, like having that information kind of. They don't know what you're talking about when you say movie background. Oh, he used he did some movie acting a little bit. You know, that's why we got all this stuff behind, you know, all this. Um, we'll talk about that on future podcasts. But with with all of that information and all of the reinsurance that you had given me, then it was like, man, society, can I say, lying. <laughs> society, a bold, you know how they say, a bold-faced lie. Society is a bold-faced lie, period. Like, put a pen in it. Because there is no way that we're all going to be supermodel thin, because that is not healthy. There is right. It's not in the genes. So I tell my I tell my students, men or you know younger boys and girls, be comfortable with who you are. I don't care if your friend is decked out head to toe with name brand stuff, and they get their hair cut. Whatever you are, and however you feel comfortable, that is who you be. So let me ask you this then. So 
when when did you okay when can you say that you found true happiness then once i started working out and see once i once i truly listened to you <laughs> and started jumping rope and i started feeling i started feeling different before i started seeing results and so once i started feeling different just body wise stamina wise i was like ooh I like this. Ooh, I can do this. And then I um I was hiding you weren't here, but I was hiding from the girls. And I was trying to scare them because they kept trying to scare me. And so I was on the side of their dresser and I was on the floor and I was able to military crawl and was moving, y'all. <laughs> like for me for war out I was like, you know, because I was trying to scare I was really trying to get them real good, but uh, your oldest is real smart because she knew I was hiding trying to scare them so That's she would right. not come down the hallway. She was like, mommy, come here. And so like I went, I was like low. I was literally sliding and I was able to do so with my arms and that is when I realized like, ooh, I am making some progress. And then sprints, my sprints, being able to do things that I could not do six, seven months ago. And be winded and not be able to to laugh and move around with my kids. But I think it starts with, and I always tell you this, like, it, do, it doesn't matter. I can tell you that you're sexy, you're mm-hmm. fine, you're beautiful, so I'm blue in the face. But if you don't believe that, then I'm just mm-hmm. wasting my breath, right. honestly. Because for me, it took me, re- like, it took me doing some self-evaluation. Yeah. And I took what I did, and this is this is what I did at a young age. I began to tell myself that you're handsome. I used to tell myself that I'm okay. handsome all the time in the mirror. That same mirror where I called myself the ugly duckling, yeah. I went to that same mirror and I said, you know something? And I started building up my confidence, my foundation so for every, confidence. Yeah, he do it every day. Because I feel like this, if... You don't tell yourself that you're gorgeous, that you're beautiful. Who else is? Nobody. Well, outside, I mean, your parents. I mean, should, outside yeah. of somebody trying to, right. you know, they may they may tell you that you're beautiful to get right. something else, but a lot of time it starts here first. Yeah, it, it starts it starts here, and I know a lot of us have. I mean, we got wrecked childhood. I mean, I can, I can probably throw throw this mic in any direction, and somebody can tell them tell their childhood. Right. And I guarantee you, it'll be about living up to mm-hmm. society's standard, right? Or or your family standards. Well, that too. Um, and that was another thing that you know I had to kind of deal with, and. I say to it all, you know, it, it is a mind thing. And that's why what, what Bishop Jake said in that, that conference, uh, that virtual conference. It's a mind thing and it's a heart thing. Yeah. He, it was just like that having, being beautiful now or feeling beautiful or always thinking that you're beautiful. You're still, no matter what, there is something on the inside of you that is ugly so, uh, and he used a scenario, you could take your hair off, you could take your lashes off, your makeup off, all of that stuff off. And then behind closed doors, you are dealing with that beastly thing mm-hmm. that is driving you and pushing you. You just start masking it so no one can see it. Right. So I say that instead of masking it, masking it and I think I did that very well, is I did, I masked it at some point, And then the older that I got... 
it was evident that I was not happy with who I was or, or what I was doing. And it was kind of like a demise. But then that is what is now pushing me to be healthy, pushing me to want to work out and to want to do these things. So that very thing that I dealt with, the being called names, the all, I mean, literally being, I, I'm going to say literally being hated. Mm. By people that was at high in high school with me, and still some of them here we are. We've been out of school a long time. <laughs> been out of school a long time, and I know that if I were to go back to my hometown and see some of those people, they may not even still speak to me this day. Well, jealousy is real. First, so thing. I like that is just something, and that's an atmosphere. And I'll be honest, that's an atmosphere that I don't put myself in, and I fought with that for a little while. Um, because I wanted to go to class reunion stuff, but I didn't want to have to deal with the other stuff because they were not nice to me. I wasn't always nice to people either. So I'll, I'll throw that, that out there. I wouldn't, right. I was not always now nice to people. Somewhere. I was not always, you know, I call people names. I chomp people off. I did that, but I reap that times a whole lot. <laughs> What you put out, you get back. So I got all of that back, and I could not handle what I was getting back, if that made sense. So I have dealt with that literally all the way up to now. And so now is that time for we got a seven-year-old and a four-year-old. So it is. it had to be um, with the help of therapy. I'll, I'll say that with the help of therapy. It now is a very important thing for me to be able to identify with who I am and then what made me get to that point. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want our daughters following in that same pattern that I fell into when trying to um, live up to society standards or live up to how somebody else feels they should be. I think also because these same things that you deal with, a lot of times you pass these on to your kids. And that's exactly why your children may act this way uh-huh. or, you know, I always tell my wife, like, they're, they're not the same as you. Like, right. They're, they're different. They're, they're being raised in a different atmosphere. Right. So don't compare their life to it's your not, life. And yeah. I think that a lot of time we're wrapped in such pain mm-hmm. and such bitterness and that such we don't see that. that we don't think that we can pass that along right. to the next generation and in and, and the next generation and the okay. next generation to come. Yeah. And that would just leave them always fighting this, right. this thing of why do I always feel like I'm trying to live up to what society mm-hmm. is doing or what, what my family want me to do mm-hmm. or why can I just be me? And use the gifts right. that, you know, I love to do. I, I tell my sons, like, listen, don't play basketball or football for anybody else. Right. If you're playing, play right. play because you, this is what you want to do. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I support you. You know, I, I'm, I'm your dad is behind you, but do not do anything because you want to please somebody else. Right. And that's that's the one thing that we we do push our kids to be able to identify what they want to do. Yeah, it's and crucial. Ha- and, and we're even at the point of asking our smaller kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? Okay, that's attainable. Never telling them that they can't do it or never putting a stigma on them at an early I'm age. Work and then I, hate, um, I absolutely hate that yeah. word. Honestly. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, I some, par- some people do that. 
Um, and always saying uh, that, you know, they're beautiful because if they get their hair done, look, daddy, mommy, look, daddy, mommy did it. Is it cute? They want that reassurance. And so you do a very good job as a father, not only reassuring me and allowing them to witness you doing that, but you also reassure them because that is building them up and building up their self-esteem at an early age because they, I mean, I'm going to be real honest. The kids now are ruthless. I thought like we were something. No, the kids now are ruthless because they have access to everything they have access to. But I guarantee and, you the kids that are ruthless now, if you look back in their parents' day, oh yeah. their parents passed that along. It got passed along. Oh I yeah, guarantee. I totally agree It's just more smart now. Like yeah. now you can be ruthless behind, you know, the keyboard yep. or your phone. Or your phone you just, or whatever. You, you can just create another account and just go in on people nowadays. Yep. And or through the game, whatever. So at the end of it all, it is very important that we we find out who we are. Um, identify that. You are never too old to find out who you are, what you stand for. Um, it is not about society. It is not about the next person. It is not about your family or your friends. If there is no one to tell you that you are beautiful, that you are handsome. Um, I say, take the strategy that my husband has said and look in the mirror. And it's, it's weird because he's made me do it and it's kind of creepy. It's not weird. Um, it's only weird. It's weird because I had never do done not, it. If you do not believe it. <laughs> yeah. If you so, don't believe it, it's like, why am I saying it? But when you begin to feel this thing, right. you begin to feel it. I mean, do it. Repetition is key for me. Right. But I, and that's what I was going to say. Just keep saying it be, until it becomes a habit and until you start to have that thing embedded. So whatever it is that you're struggling with, um, if that means taking some time off social media, um, unfollowing some people because the biggest thing is, and we hear this all the time, social media, they're only showing you like the, I'm just going to show you the cute side of me. I'm not going to oh, show man. you like when I'm having idea. a bad day, when I am depressed and I'm laying in the bed with like all my blinds closed and the lights off and the TV off and I'm crying. I'm not going to show you that, but those are the beastly things. Um, that and I keep going back because it was it was so good. Those are the beastly things that we we need to start showing our children. We need to start showing others because as long as we are portraying somebody different on social media, portraying that life is just so grand, and I got all we're all gonna always be someone we're really not, and we are not gonna know who we are. Because we've put on that facade, we've put on that mask for so long. So we need to actually break down those barriers and start showing people the good, the bad, and the ugly, ugly. And I think when you show them that, be mindful of who you show. Don't right. show. Oh don't, yeah, don't show. Don't people. show everybody. Right. Don't, I mean, like, be have somebody in your corner that can right. help you deal with these type of things. I think a lot of times we try to deal with stuff that is like. Out of our realm. Right. Not built to deal with things alone. You have to have that person to keep you accountable and that you can um, that you can lean in towards. Um, I think the great. Uh, um, 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 what's his name? My boy. Miles. Not Miles. Um, uh, 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 uh. My boy, Les Brown. I, I, yeah. 
my boy Les Brown, and uh, I, I took this quote with me, and he said, I think he got it from somebody else too. But the quote is, if there's no enemy within, then the enemy outside can do you no harm. And for me, that's, that's such a powerful thing because regardless of who may not like you mm-hmm. or who did, who did, basically, I think people don't like you because they just they disagree just what they're doing. Right. But for the most part, who who doesn't like you, who who who's just not rocking with you, as my young people say, um, if you don't rock with yourself, mm-hmm. that's that enemy. On like the worst enemy is you. you. And it's going to always be It's always going to be you You told me that for how many And if you live for their acceptance You'll die from their rejectance So I mean This concludes this podcast And I just want to tell y'all to be Encouraged in this time of Supposed to be sitting still But (laughs) um, I want y'all to understand that It's it's, it's, it's inside Outside is good Take care of your inside first. Oh, yeah. And that's that's key. Make yeah, making sure that you do have someone that you can turn to um, so that you are not internalizing. It's so easy right now during this time to internalize yeah. um, how you're feeling, especially if you have been sitting um, and reflecting on who you are and what you've been doing and what you're trying to change. Um, it's always good to have someone in your corner so that you don't uh, self-isolate so uh, and don't fall into uh, a deep depression. And a lot of the count- the therapists now are having the teletherapy. So yeah. seek help. Um, I'm big on that now. I wasn't before. But seek help. Have somebody that you can turn to um, and know that this isn't a fight that you're in alone. No matter how old you are, young, middle aged, seasoned, yeah. um, like I said, this is something I carried from childhood all the way into adulthood. Just now, learning to get over it. So um, we ask that today that you think about who you are and what can you do to change. Your mindset, yeah. if it is negative, and if you uh, can't find anybody, mm-hmm. we're always here. Feel free to reach out to yes. us, and don't forget to hit that like button and that and subscribe, subscribe button. Hey, don't forget to turn on notification bell so you know when we post it. Yes. Um, this has been good. Um, it man, is. that's a lot. That's find good. out who you are. Who are discover you? you. Yes. Discover you. Um, you. And like we always say, keep God first. And the rest will be added. And we out. We out.